Kings of the North and South by Jeremiah. Today, I would like us to talk about the Kings of the North and South. The book of Daniel contains the prophecy about the end times with each chapter describing the end of days from different perspectives. What we'll take a look at this time is chapter 11, where it describes the end times from the point of view of the Kings of the North and South. What does Kings of the North and the South mean? Greater than primarily, what is written in Daniel 11 is the prophecy and description of the future events. It contains the prophecy of the conflict as well as the alliance between Greece, the North, and Egypt, the South. This was indeed accurate and the future has been fulfilled just how it was prophesied in this chapter and it also includes precise movement of historical figures such as Cleopatra. However, this interpretation represents only one aspect of the Bible, and as it is explained in Revelation, the Bible has another side as well which we should always remember. So, what is the secondary interpretation of the nation of the North and the South? There is no description of Greece, Syria, or Egypt in this chapter. Only the description of the nation of the North or the nation of the South is used for explanation. It seems that there is a hidden meaning in this, but what would that be? The kingdom of God is separated into north and south it reminds us of the fact that Israel which was the nation of God's people in the Old Testament era was split between the north and south. In New Testament era, the churches which represent the nation of God's people are also split into Catholic and Protestant. Israel in the Old Testament received the wrath of God for worshipping idol, Baal. In the same way, Catholics in the New Testament always worship titles such as Mary and the Pope. Therefore we can refer to the Catholic as the nation of the North. This gives us the conclusion that the hidden meaning of Daniel 11 is to prophesy the future of the Catholic, the North, and Protestant, the South, in end times. Let's take a look at Daniel 11 from this point of view. As Catholics start to dominate, there comes tribulation and rising of the Antichrist Daniel 11:25, and he shall stir up his power and his heart against the king of the south with a great army. And the king of the south shall wage war with an exceedingly great and mighty army, but he shall not stand, for plots shall be devised against him. Daniel 11 talks about destructive things to avoid which we can refer to as the Antichrist as well as the kings of the north and the south. What does that tell us? It tells us that there is a battle between the kings of the north and the south, i.e. Catholics and Protestants, and it is strongly related to where the churches are heading in the end times. As you look closely at the relationship between these two, you will realize that there are destructive teachings to avoid else the Antichrist dominates the church, heralded by a series of blasphemous events that will precede the end times. This chapter can be seen as the description of every blasphemous event which happens in end times as the result of the Catholic Church, the North, dominating the Christian churches in the whole world. It can be inferred that the Catholics will eventually take control of the Protestants and strange Catholic doctrines will spread into Protestant churches. Daniel 11:27 The two kings, with their hearts bent on evil, will sit at the same table and lie to each other, but to no avail because an end will still come at the appointed time. These two kings are the Catholic and Protestant, and they will sit at the same table to share communion and worship service. This means that the current ecumenical movement will succeed and Catholics' doctrine of blasphemy is going to be introduced to the Protestant Church with the aim of uniting all churches in the world. 1130 ships of the western coastlands will oppose him, and he will lose heart. Then he will turn back and vent his fury against the Holy Covenant. He will return and show favor to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. As is written here, 
blasphemous Catholics, the North, will eventually vent their fury against the Holy Covenant and stand against it. In fact, the Catholics are already publicly behaving as though they are opposed to the eternal covenant made between Christ and the Christians. A prime example is the Roman Pope saying that as long as you live according to your conscience, you will be saved without believing Christ. Catholics are propagating this kind of teaching more and more these days, and finally they will start to regard people who try to keep the covenant made with Christ as heresies and begin persecuting them. This is the interpretation of the phrase, vent his fury against the Holy Covenant, show favor to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. In end times, at the church where the Catholic and Protestant coexist, people who try to stick to the word of Christ will be seen as heresies and prosecuted. On the other hand, those who disregard Christ's teaching and insist blasphemous doctrine by saying we will be saved without believing Christ will be shown favor in the blasphemous churches. 1131 His armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortress and will abolish the daily sacrifice. Then they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. His armed forces means Catholics who are following foolish teaching and because of them, the temple fortress will be desecrated. Temple fortress can be interpreted as true worship to God and it will be seen as heretic. Also, daily sacrifice will be abolished, which means faithful service to Jesus Christ and prayers will be eliminated from the church. In addition, the abomination that causes desolation will be set up at the temple of the fortress. This means the Antichrist who causes chaos in the church is to be avoided. 11 Those who are wise will instruct many, though for a time they will fall by the sword or be burned or captured or plundered. During the time when the blasphemy of the Catholics is spreading amongst Protestants' churches, many Christians will fall by the sword, be burned, captured or plundered. As it is written, the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God, the sword is a parable referring to the Word of God or the doctrine. So, this explains that many Protestant Christians will be defeated by false doctrines of the Catholic Church. The fire represents the spirit, therefore be burned explains that delusional spirits will have an influence. Daniel 11:36 The king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of wrath is completed, for what has been determined must take place. 11 He will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors or for the one desired by women, nor will he regard any god, but will exalt himself above them all. Everything written here is about the Antichrist. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god means that the Antichrist makes himself a greater god than the true god of the church. This also matches with the description of the Antichrist below, 2 Thessalonians 2-3 Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness say, is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. 2-4 He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. The temple means the church in the New Testament era, so the Antichrist will sit on the throne in the middle where Christ sits, and declare that he is God. As a result, Christ who is the true God will be rejected which is serious blasphemy. We have to understand that all of this started from the King of the North, the Catholic Church. This is the real meaning of what is written in Daniel 11 as the king of the north will dominate. Daniel 11:39 Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange god, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory, 
and he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. What does strongholds with a strange god mean? My understanding is that they may be Buddhism or Muslim, which are foreign religion with respect to Christianity. It is possible that Catholics would blame true Christians unfairly for not accepting those strange gods and call them religiously narrow minded. This is actually already happening in the modern Catholic Church. 11 40 And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, and with horsemen, and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, and shall overflow and pass over. This again describes that the king of the north will fight against the king of the south in the end times, and the king of the south will be dominated by the king of the north at the end. This will eventually come to reality and Protestant churches, the South, will be invaded by Catholics who will prevail. Passing over is the phrase which is related to water, representing the spiritual activity. This seems to be pointing out that the wrong spirit of the Catholic Church is dominating the Protestant's church. People who take part in Catholic led prosecutions will be judged on the day of the Lord's return. The prosecution of the Protestant by Catholic is prophesied in the book of Ezekiel as seen in scriptures below. Ezekiel 38 14 Therefore, Son of Man, prophesy and say to Gog, This is what the Sovereign Lord says In that day, when my people Israel are living in safety, Will you not take notice of it? 3815 You will come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. 3816 You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, Gog, I will bring you against my land, so that the nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. In the book of Ezekiel. The persecution of Christians by the Catholic Church in the Day of Tribulation is prophesied as an attack from the north. The result of this is also written in the scriptures below. 3818 This is what will happen in that day, when Gog attacks the land of Israel, my hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. 3822 I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed, I will pour down torrents of rain hailstones and burning sulfur on him and on his troops and on the many nations with him. 3823 And so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The prosecution and tribulation led by the Catholic Church will be ended by the intervention of the Lord and those who accepted the blasphemous doctrines of the Catholic Church will face the judgment of God on that day. End